What's up, gang? This is Food Network star and culinary master of the Marvel Universe, Justin Warner, and you are listening to the podcast that's everything you ever wanted but never asked for. You know it. PSVG Prime. Now that that's out of the way, and where we dropping, boys? Welcome one and all to this week's episode of PSVG Prime, the flagship show of the PlayStation Video Games Podcast Network. It is I, your host, and with me, returning this week, is Lucas. Every thorn has its rose. Ooh, nice. Getting it out of the way early, I see. Technically, it's not the song title, but... Well, true, but yeah, close enough, close enough. How you doing, man? I'm doing all right. I'm doing all right. Bouncing back or, or... Getting sicker. I don't really know what's going to happen here. We'll see what happens. But you're you sound on the mend at least. You sound better than the last time I heard you. Yeah, uh, we we pushed the record date, and I think that was the uh, of the show. And I think mm. that was the right uh, move because uh, yeah, it wasn't. I didn't completely lose my voice or anything because I've been battling some sickness or uh, that seems to be going around. But uh, yeah, we were about to re- or we were going to record that day, and I was like, dude, I'm like losing my voice over here. Yeah. So I think it was probably the the good the best move to no, i think so like you you sounded okay on flux but you could tell like towards the end you were getting a little yeah little like bit dried out basically yeah, exactly like a husk and then <sighs> you record that other horrible i mean horror podcast that's out there i think for people <laughs> yeah that was a that was a bit of a, a test of the voice shall we say uh to thankfully i'm not doing as much talking when there's another person when you've got three people that's you true. you have a bit of a rest but yeah i i figured well, I, I need to do that because I can't put it off because um, we had already rescheduled a couple times. And so that'll be the true test. And then hopefully I get enough rest between that and now that uh, everything will be OK. And so I do have a pile of Jolly Ranchers, which are not my preferred way to help my throat along. But um, it's not you bad. do what you got to do. Yeah, yeah, it could be way worse. You're right. Yeah, now you're just so. you'll, you'll cold will feel better, but now you'll get diabetes. Exactly. I mean, just going through all of I'm getting down with the sicknesses is what I'm saying here. So fair enough. Fair enough. Um, before we get any more ridiculous, let's take a time out and thank all the amazing people who support us over at patreon.com slash PSVG. So special thank yous to our producers, Edwin Callow, Barry Cathcart, Josh, the Bonesaw Barboni, Devin Tyus, Chris McElfresh, Kyle Heyman, Paul Calicote, Mike Massick, Zach Bradshaw, Nick Fahaba. Rob Emanuel, Rude Days 93, Grouchy Surge, and Ben Moxham. Thank you all for your love and support, and thank you to everybody who listens. But if you'd like to help monetarily support us and get access to a bunch of podcasts that we also do that you can't hear anywhere else, head on over to patreon.com slash PSVG. Now, Lucas, you will be off uh, this next episode we're doing. Yes. To take a little break there and rest, rest those pipes and, I, and get some stuff done. I think for the last time. I'm not 100% okay. sure, but I have a feeling for the last time. That's fair. Um, so looking forward to getting back to normal. There you I go. Guess. And I'm not going to to punish our listeners again by trying to do a, a solo show um, again. Although that wasn't that bad because I did on Twitch. So I was talking with people at the same time, too. So it, while it wasn't like talking to you, at least mm-hmm. there was some sort of interaction, not just sitting in front of like audacity just watching the little thing go up and down and <laughs> the wave the waveforms yeah i listened it was it was good yeah, it was a good was, job 
It was all right. But what we do have is the Nintendame. Caroline is coming on PSVG Prime. Just her and I to do a little show while you're out. So bring it, bring out the big guns. I'm kind of bummed because I would have liked to have been on the show with her, but I'm sure we barely ever. I think we've done one podcast together and that was it. So, well, she said she literally has has to blow off the dust off her mic. So she's coming out of Mm. retirement just to do this for us. She should run it under the water, like just give it a good bath while it's plugged in. (laughs) Yeah, while it's plugged into her computer. I think she said the last two times it was used, it was actually by Brian uh, with Nathan to do that dueling whiskeys. Oh, the yeah, Patreon show. Like, yeah. so Brian's actually used the podcast mic more than she has uh, in Yikes. the last couple months. So, yeah, but it'll be good to talk to her. But let's yeah. let's jump in and talk about what we've been playing because it's been a while uh, more so for you than me because uh, I got to talk to the the abyss last week. Um, <laughs> so I will let you go first, sir. Oh, well, thank you. Uh, I will get started with the game I've talked about a long time ago. I don't even remember um, when I talked about it, but I know Donnie was on the show, too, and I had mentioned a hat in time Mm -hmm. and how I was kind of excited for it to be uh, sort of a, another Mario game to play another platformer like Mario. And I mean, this was probably a year ago, I think. Uh, But I was looking for stuff to play with my son uh, that wasn't on the switch. Mm -hmm. And I saw that it had co-op and I thought, you know what, let me give it another chance. Let me see if, if it's any better playing with another person, my biggest problems with it at the time when I first talked about it was the performance of the game itself. A a lot of stuttering. I remember that. Um, yeah, a lot of just problems in the aesthetic is okay, but just the color patterns, like the brightness of the regular world compared to the shadows that are cast are too contrasted. It makes it look kind of weird um i was looking at other mario games just to kind of see if it what what i could kind of compare it to to see what i thought was the problem i guess and it seems like the shadows are just too dark like if you look at a mario game they're not actually that dark it's not like pitch black shadows they're just kind of a gray and i think that's part of the problem is they went with like that really dark shadowy um look and it just not every map suffers as badly but yeah, I, it's just a very busy looking game sometimes. And it actually gets better after you get through the first world, um, the first act, if you will. Uh, it, it gets slightly better. And I feel like the first act was kind of a weak introduction to the game itself. Mm. Um, but me and my son played it and uh, my son and I and uh, the co-op works really well. Actually, it's quite fun. Um, it, it's nice to both basically play as Mario um, and oh, I guess Mario and Luigi, because you actually, the second, I was going to ask a how different character. Okay. So it's two separate characters. Not one person's like the hat and one person's the Correct. character. Like that. Okay. They can do pretty much everything that the other person can. It's a different design character. So it's sure. not even just like a palette swap or anything. Nice. Um, and even the way that the hats fit because a hat in time has different hats and we've actually played quite a bit now and I've unlocked more hats and there's more abilities. The, the general movement is a little like not as fluid as Mario. You can't do as much like Mm. you can't long jump. You can't do triple jumps and that type of thing. Um, But there is a double jump and you get hats that allow you to do certain things like uh, you, you get one that lets you butt stomp. Basically you turn into like an icicle and pound the ground. Um, so getting used to that was a little bit interesting, but we played a lot of it, uh, so far, I think we've done, or at least started four acts now. And 
I've kind of turned the corner on the game, actually. Nice. It has its issues, but it's it's not that bad. And you can tell when you play it that it was made with um, some care uh, involved. Like they actually wanted to make something a little bit different. And it, it, it is different. It's very odd. In one, the first act that you do has to deal with a world that's run by the mafia except for they're like the Russian mafia or something. And they all look exactly the same and talk exactly the same. Um, and then in the next one is like this world of birds and they're trying to make movies. Uh, it's like the penguins versus the owls or okay. something like this. Um, and they, they're like against each other for whatever reason. So it has a, a lot of character and charm to it. It just takes a while to get there. Um, but overall it's kind of like a, a B, you know, like a B huh? type game. Um, it, it, it's not, it doesn't have the polish of a Nintendo product, but yeah. you can see that that was the inspiration. So There's nothing wrong with that every once in a while though, too. It's just, they, yeah, they can't all be that, you know, exactly, exactly. So maybe I just had too high expectations, but also, you know, playing with my son and being able to co-op the game together probably lessens the burden of feeling like, cause you can split up completely and do, separate tasks if you really want to. So that really helps kind of complete some mm. of the stuff a little yeah. bit faster. Um, and he does a really good job surprisingly, because there are some complex platforming sections and stuff, and he does a surprisingly good job. So it's good practice for him for, you know, every other platformer I'm sure we'll end up playing at some point. So and dude, that's crazy. Too, Cause like, so my five-year-old, she's not, she's not there yet with video games. Like she'll play like Roblox and she'll do some simple jumping there, but that's not, it's like Minecraft. It's not like, like what you guys are playing and she'll do fall guys and she can jump a little bit. She can't handle a lot of those obstacle courses, but she just has fun playing. Cause that's what she sees on the mm-hmm. YouTube and stuff like that. But there's no way she'd be able to go through and beat like Mario Odyssey and stuff like that. Like this is not happening with her at all. Like she's not it's, there yet. It does seem to be somewhat of an innate skill, you know, cause my mm-hmm. wife's like that. She can't, she picks up a controller and gets frustrated no matter what the game is. Um, and I, I think part of it is because there's that frustration already. And she, there's, she doesn't have a history of playing games to rely on yeah, where he's so. starting so early. And I think it also helps that when we're playing in co-op in this game, he can see what I did and then copy it. So I don't have to try to explain uh, what to do yeah, yeah. while he's playing by himself. So hmm. um, yeah, we're just kind of taking it one thing at a time and he enjoys playing it. So it, it is, it's a cute game, but there are some kind of moments where I'm like, Ooh, um, like it talks a little bit about there's like a murder on the Orient Express moment uh-huh. and stuff like that. And um, like this spooky world with this guy who's this big oogly googly ghost. And he's kind of spooky. He has a spooky uh, voice. And the some of the stuff he talks about, like signing your soul over and, and all hmm. of this stuff. I'm just kind of like, mm, I don't know if he's ready for like that quite yet. Yeah, right. Um, but I don't think he's like drinking in this this all of this stuff i think yeah. it just kind of floats over him um because he usually asks me stuff about that i'm like is this real you know that type of thing so daddy what's bestiality <laughs> oh god i would have to probably go hang myself if you do that <laughs> be like well kid it's over we're done we see um, son sometimes a goat loves a cow <laughs> and sometimes a man loves a cow sometimes a man loves a woman um where to be there it is <laughs> uh 
speaking of platforming, we're playing a lot of Mario Galaxy. And by we, I mean me. For some reason, my son is content to watch me play Mario Galaxy. And I think it's a little bit difficult to wrap your head around um, all these little floating yeah. planetoids mm-hmm. that you have to kind of maneuver around. It's a little bit more difficult uh, for him. So he's been okay with watching me do it. And I've gotten the 60 stars that it takes to sort of beat the story mode. Mm-hmm. And now we're into getting the next 60 stars to do whatever that comes next. So we're having a fun time with that game. And I'm glad that, you know, this collection came out so that I could finally play it in its entirety. Um, because I was, he was like, did we beat the game? And I'm like, no, dude, we, we haven't even gone to some of these galaxies that yeah. we've unlocked. We've already got 60 stars before we at least visited all of them. So there's still a lot to do there. Well, you can't experience the whole thing because, you know, they're only missing the whole second game. Jeez. Oh, yeah, I know. Which I was, I've never even booted up or looked at. So I was kind of like, oh, that'd be cool. And then, well, well I guess time will tell what they end up doing with that. Yeah. Probably nothing. Yeah. No. <laughs> um, the other game I I dabbled in, I guess I will say, is Star Wars Squadrons. Yeah, I heard about which, this. Yeah, I, I was able to boot it up uh, shortly after it came out and play around with it and um, just kind of get a feel for what what's to be expected, how it ended up. Um, I've only really played a few missions and did a tutorial for the star, the battleship mode or whatever where you have to attack the other team's battleship. And then there's um, your regular dog fighting. And I did do one online dog fighting uh, match as well. Mm-hmm. So overall, I haven't really played that much, but I've at least tried to play most of what was available uh, as, as far as jumping into things go. And I've played with a, a controller with a flight stick and in VR. Yeah. And uh, yeah, it's, it's pretty solid. It's pretty solid. It's a very tough game to um, kind of jump into as somebody who hasn't played a whole lot of uh, flight simulator, space simulator games. Yeah. Um, it's very difficult for me anyway to remember to actually use my radar. I get caught up in trying to find the little white box that surrounds yeah. your target as opposed yeah. to like looking look at the radar. Yeah. And I'm just like, now in VR, you can actually look around and it yeah. is very natural to you know, if you're, if your target flies upward and you need to fly upward too, is to raise your head and watch eyeball it. Yep. Yep. And so that does help, but, um, overall it is very confusing sometimes. And you're kind of feel like you're flying in circles, trying to get your bearings as to where this person is shooting you from. And even I found that the case sometimes in, uh, playing against the AI as well. So I think it's just a matter of putting in the time, trying to, understand more of how the systems work and everything um the flight stick i don't know i'm having a tough time with it there's so many buttons to to have mapped to the flight stick that it sometimes is cumbersome to remember okay which one does the targeting which one does oh yeah which one um and sometimes it feels a little bit too sensitive like i feel like or maybe not sensitive enough where I feel like I'm moving it too much to kind of do what I want to do. And then I end up having to readjust and kind of go the opposite direction because I went too far or whatever. Whereas on a controller, it's a little bit snappier. But I think that's just, again, because I haven't played too much with a a flight stick and don't really have that much um, um, experience with a game where you're uh, 
it's faster paced than flight uh, Windows Flight Simulator. Where oh, you're just, yeah, you I would know, hope so. And you don't need to get anybody and shoot them down in that. Yeah, one. <laughs> exactly. Exactly. Um, the VR experience is great. Uh, I mean, very memorable to sit in the X-Wing cockpit as you're inside the um, kind of the base waiting to to go on your mission and then suddenly the hatch closes over you and you oh, really nice. feel like it's you like yeah. been enclosed in this cockpit. Um, they also did a nice touch where you uh, much like um, wing commander, you have these sequences where there's people talking little NPCs and stuff, and they're just kind of on the deck of the ship or in the war room or, or whatever it might be. Yeah. And you're in VR and it's like, you're standing there, like just looking at these people and you can look mm. around and check out what's going on in the background and stuff. So kind of extra points for that immersion. Whereas, you know, back in the day it would have been a screen and it's like, okay, here's what you're doing. And then you just launch directly into your starfighter or whatever. So do you get an R2 unit. You do. And uh, they, they loaded up and I actually was in VR and I looked back and you can nice. see it back there getting loaded in and That's everything. Awesome. Um, yeah, it's a very good feeling. My one criticism is that, uh, and it's driving me to want a new Oculus is Uh-oh. on my Oculus CV one. Woo. Yeah, I know. Breaking news. Um, I'm a, a CV one, which is the original rift. Yeah. When the targets are quite far away, you're really more relying on the, the box that of the targeting system because they get so blurry that it's kind of hard to tell what right. they are, um, without, you know, seeing them up close or knowing on based on your radar, um, or your targeting thing, what, what you're targeting. Um, so that is a little bit of a problem. I mean, it's not a huge deal, but because you're, I mean, either way, you're sort of looking for that targeting box anyway. Um, but it, it's just notice noticeable when it's so fuzzy. So, um, it does make me want something with a higher resolution, get rid of some of that screen door. Yeah. Um, But you know, that's probably not going to happen anytime soon. Um, but that would be my one criticism. Uh, and then finally, I actually played this uh, a little bit on Friday night when uh, we decided not to record. I felt like I've been having this really um, tough time fighting down the urge to buy Baldur's Gate 3 because for some reason that game I really just want to play. I don't know what the deal is, but it's in early access right now and I feel like I just want to wait until it's fully released before I play it because... I've played early access games before and beat them. And then I never come back to them and then find out they've added things. And I'm like, Oh, well, I guess, I guess I won't experience that. I mean, just look at it this way too. You got cyberpunk coming up that you've already paid for. Yes. You might as well, like you're, you're not going to juggle those two games. So just play cyberpunk, enjoy it all. And then look, maybe then maybe look at Baldur's Gate and see what happens. If it's, you know, if it has a date or something that's out of early access or start then at that point. Yeah, exactly. Get some of the bigger stuff out of the way. Well, and to scratch that itch, I know a lot of people had talked about Wasteland 3 when it yeah. first came out. And uh, I figured, you know what? Uh, let's let's get that going. Let's give that a shot. Uh, because I've always been a fan of the older Fallouts as well as the newer mm-hmm. ones. And uh, Wasteland is kind of the spinoff sort of series that they did because they couldn't continue doing Fallout. Yeah, right. Um, for it's more like one or two. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. So you have this tactical squad based, um, uh, turn based combat game, um, 
tactical combat game, I guess, and where you, I, I found something that I, I think holds true for me. And that's that compared like these games, like wasteland and um, mutant year zero. I yeah. yeah. It was called. Yep. Yep. Uh, those games are strung together with story that, um, and you can like move around in the world and it's like, you're navigating from place to place. And then you happen upon a group of enemies and then you have to fight them. So it's not, it's not scenario based where you go from here's this battle to immediately to that battle that you're actually doing things yes. in between. Yep. Yes. Okay. Um, gotcha. XCOM. Uh, mm-hmm. I think that's been, uh, um, sort of a revelation for me where I kind of need that. I need wasteland three or that story in between or stuff and not just the briefing screen after yeah. each mission. I mean, it's okay because at the end of the day, the combat is the big draw in most of these games. But for some reason, I just feel like a lot of the time I don't want to sit there and read this, you know, try to navigate this map and make sure the base is doing okay. And make sure like I'm researching the, the stuff that I need to upgrade my guns and everything. Yep. I just want to keep playing. Yeah. Um, and so that flow gets interrupted. And so really excited for wasteland three, I booted it up and then I realized, you know, you can make custom characters. So of course I made me and Jason from flux We made the flex Um, and then I went all out as you saw, cause I tagged yeah. you, <laughs> I, I gave us complimentary skills to, mm-hmm. to a certain degree. Um, that would, we would sort of have in this universe. Yep. Um, and I even went so far as to import our own, our pictures so that our dialogue boxes and everything and our, oh, I didn't even know that. Were, Holy crap. I yeah. If you that. go, if you go back and look at the picture, the Holy. things in the discord, you'll see in the <laughs> lower left corner. Um, so I did that for everybody. And then you joined the team as well as, uh, Josh, the bone saw Barbone. Mm-hmm. And, uh, I'm having a lot of fun with it. Um, it really is kind of the fallout of old, you still have action points. Uh, you still have this sort of waste <laughs> wasteland of a world, <laughs> but whereas fallout seems to be stuck in like the fifties or sixties, this yeah. is more like technology ended in the late nineties, early two thousands. So it's a little bit more as well as having some technology beyond that, that sprung out from, you know, what you would piece together with, old technology and newer technology. Uh, Cause it's like a hundred years later. So it's yeah. pretty far out there. It's like Mad Max. Yeah, exactly. Um, but yeah, the story is interesting. Uh, the dialogue choices are very tongue in cheek. Uh, not so far as like borderlands. It doesn't go mm. off the rails, but it does have that humor that you would expect from sort of a fallout game or, uh, or something like that where, uh, like they have these little robots when you get to the space and they, they sound ridiculous, like not overly. So like clap track yeah. trap, but they clearly had something go wrong in their internal systems. Cause they've been sitting there for so long. So they just sound ridiculous. Um, and there's, you know, little jokes here and there. So it's very, a very fun read uh, while you're sort of reading or slash being read the, mm. the dialogue and everything. So a lot of customization options. The The combat is good. The one thing that's interesting is that you can do Overwatch, which is where you yep. kind of tell your character to react at, on the enemy's movement if they come into a certain area. Here, you don't have to set a cone or any like vision thing. It's just, it, it's almost like it must just be a circle around them because oh, okay. there's no like 
point in this direction. And if anything comes from this direction, then you react. Nice. So I kind of like that. So it's not so tactical that you Mm -hmm. feel like I might be making a huge mistake if anybody comes from this direction and I'm facing this direction. Um, It does seem to be a little bit unforgiving. I have had times where even on just normal difficulty, I, I barely scraped by. And maybe part of that was the choices I made for weapons. I didn't go kind of like here's Mm. typical weapons and then we'll fill out the, um, like the supporting weapons later. I I went like heavy weapons for me. And then, um, Jason's character, I did like an SMG, which is kind of a lighter gun to be carrying into battle. So where you kind of want an assault rifle or something like that. So really depends on the picks you make. Um, really interesting game and I'm, I'm really enjoying it and I'm, kind of excited to get back into it and see how this story develops and everything. So uh, having a lot of fun with it. Cool. Thank, thank God for game pass yet again. <laughs> yeah, right. Um, so speaking of game pass, I have a suggestion for you. It's actually on my list. Um, so you're about doing platformers that are not on switch. Yeah. Um, one of the ones I'm playing that I decided to randomly boot up. And then sure enough, like Josh booted up a couple of days after me was a uh, new super lucky's tale. Yes, I'm familiar with this because um, everybody who pre-ordered a Rift got the first game as a yes. pre-order bonus. Now, this is a thousand times better than what you played. Oh, good. <laughs> um, good. They, they really ramped this game up, um, and it is it is definitely closer to a Mario-like experience than um, really almost anything else that I've played. Like, oh, it, it's, wow. it's very It's very good. Um, looks great, runs fantastic. It's on Game Pass, uh, so you should be able to get it on PC as well. Um, and it's just you know you're you're a fox and you're on this little mission to collect book pages that have to do with you fighting evil cats. Um, but yeah, it just kind of plays like um, very similar to Mario games. You have each level environment you go to, and inside there, there's different portals you can go through that represent the different levels. You go in there, mm-hmm. you can collect all your pages from there up to four per level. Um, and in the meantime, in the overworld areas, you kind of interact with other characters uh, and go on little secret um, levels to do like bonus pages to get bonus pages back from the spell book or whatever. Um, and there's like different mechanics. too. So you'll have your 360 uh, traditional Mario Odyssey like experience in the levels. But then there's also ones that are side scrollers that you have to run and keep up with the screen as it goes. Oh, OK. Uh, there's been ones where you've been transformed into a ball and you actually have to like Breath of the Wild your controller actually tilts the land instead and kind of navigate them through a maze. Ooh, I like that. So there's some of those. It's like literally every world I go to, there's different mini games. I would I'll say that you experience within them. So that like the gameplay loop doesn't really ever, at least not for me yet gotten fully stale because there's always something different about each environment other than just being, well, it's differently themed. Hey, the first one's a desert and then the next one's a jungle. And then there's the ice land. Like yeah. you get those as you do in all of them. So that's not a surprise there, but it's really well done, dude. Like it's not, it's, it's on par with probably like one of the not as good Mario games, but okay. a not good Mario game is still better than most other 360 platformers. So yeah, um, it's definitely fun. And I mean, the theming is good. Like there's nothing to worry about there about selling souls and things of that nature. Um, <laughs> it's just the Fox <laughs> trying to get back home and fighting kitties and like the kitties have like different uh, gimmicks. Like the first one thinks he's a ninja. So he'll challenge you to Kung Fu battles. And the next one's like a tinkerer. So she makes robots and things of that nature. So every villain cat has a different theme about them. Oh, cool. But yeah, it's it's a lot of fun. I mean, it's on Game Pass. It's definitely worth playing through, especially you know if you don't have to pay for it, it makes it even more fun. Yeah, it sounds uh, like but, it's come a long way since the first one. Oh yeah, because just play this level basically. And I, and I remember playing, and that's why I asked Donnie because I was I was confused. I don't understand why they call it 
So the super lucky sale and this new super lucky sale. Yeah. And I thought that it was just like an improvement of the first game. Like, oh, here's the first game. We just made it better. Mm-hmm. No, it's like Mario Brothers and then playing Super Mario Brothers. You know, like they're totally different games. Oh, like yeah. Mario Brothers is just that one where you're looking at the the pipes and they come down. Yeah, and the the block. Like, there's no side scrolling. Yeah, this feels like that type of transformation where it is a totally different game. Um, and it's play style. It seems like they really learned the lessons and stuff like that. It's just people didn't buy it enough, and like that that studio is basically all gone at this point. Oh. Um, but this game is drastically different. Plays more like a like a banjo kazooie type of experience, where it's just that it's that next level up in a platformer that you wouldn't necessarily see um, with some of those. Like Hat in Time, sounds like it's gone, it's come a long way. But like those things, you're kind of being nitpicky about. At least mm-hmm. on Xbox, it's got to be even better on PC. I'm not getting those types of things. Like the coloring, the run, everything seems fine. Um, nice. It's not multiplayer, but it's something you can at least sit down and probably play with your son. Yeah. And I don't think the difficulty, especially if he's doing things like Mario Odyssey, I don't think the difficulty is going to be uh, over the top. I think for most of it, like I think he'll be able to navigate his way through. But cool. It's yeah, definitely fun and worth checking out. You just put it on my radar, so that's awesome. And I checked to make sure it was on PC, and it is. Yeah. But you're right, Super Lucky's Tale and New Super Lucky's yep, Tale. They're that's both very there. confusing. Yep. <laughs> they're both there, and they're both very different games. I, I played Super Lucky's Tale, and I was like, oh, I see what they're trying to do. This isn't that great. And then I stopped mm-hmm. playing it. And Donnie did the same thing. And I said, is this the same game? Because this doesn't even feel like it's the same game. He's like, no, I think they took some inspiration from it. He's like, but this is different. And I'm like, okay. I was like, it's not just me. I was like, cause if it was this good, I wouldn't have put it down the first time. Yeah. And it's, it's, it's definitely a different game. It's so much better. So um, nice. kudos to them for making it, but then unfortunately going out of business. <laughs> um, next thing is a game I'm reviewing. Uh, I haven't written the review yet, but it should be out shortly. It is Nickelodeon cart racers Two grand prix. I didn't even know there was a one. <laughs> there was a one and it was panned as being absolutely horrible. Um, oh, so but I was like one. Yeah. But it's licensed game. Like, it's those things. It's that sh- I don't want to call it shovelware because here's the thing about this one. It's actually not that bad. It's okay. really not. It's it's not Mario Kart. Nothing is. Like, let's be honest. Kart Racers is nothing better than Mario Kart. I don't care who you are. You can't sit there and tell me, like, Sonic All-Star Racing or Crash Team Racing is better than Mario Kart because it's just not. Um, This is good. It's very much a completely blatant ripoff of Mario Kart because all mm. the power-ups mirror something that exists in mario kart today they're just differently themed um like instead of the red shell there's a rocket propelled football that explodes when it hits your your opponent Mm. um instead of collecting coins you're collecting slime because it's nickelodeon you got to have slime right um but there's uh, a ton of racers i want to say something like 20 or 30 racers holy that you can play from and then each racer actually gets i guess you'd want to call it the equivalent of a pit crew and they actually don't like you're not pulling into the pit and they're doing stuff, but each of those characters give you an added bonus. So like somebody might say, okay, every time you collect a power up, you gain an extra power up of this variety because you have this character oh. or you have this character and you get more slime like Gary, the uh, SpongeBob snail yeah. because he's a snail. He likes slime, right? Cause that's what they leave behind him. So if you have him in your, in your crew, you collect bonus slime. Now slime opens up your ultimate ability. This is where it's a little bit different than Mario Kart. So you have your traditional, you hit the items and you gain them on the track as you're racing around. That's, that's normal. When you hit your, your slime level and you fill up your slime meter, you get an ultimate move that varies depending on one member. I think it's your team captain, 
will give you a different one. One has like, I forget, which, I, I don't recognize all the characters because some is from some newer stuff. I was going to ask you what the character uh, layout was. Oh, I'll get there because it's, it's ridiculous and awesome at the same time. Okay. Um, but your team captain will vary on what you do. Like I've kind of stuck with the same one who for some reason has a hockey stick. And when you fill your slime meter, you basically have this giant hockey stick comes on the screen, and just slap shots you and you get like <laughs> this extra bonus, like burst. Nice. So it's great if you get hit by like their equivalent of a blue shell, which is a jellyfish. You can like launch that and you're almost back on track to where you were. Like you really don't lose much that way. Cool. Um, now for the characters, you have everything from old Nickelodeon to new. So you have Rocco. You have Heifer as racers. Oh my gosh. That's a, you have, that's a cell right there. For right. Me. That right there. I'm like in like he, Rocco was the first character I picked. You had to unlock Heifer, which I just did. Do they? Hey, can I ask you? Yeah. Can I ask you some people and then you tell me if they're in it or not? Okay. Angry Beavers. I don't think so. I haven't unlocked ah, what they are. Cat Dog? Yes. Okay. Um, ah, Real Monsters. I think so because there's a track, there's a series, a Grand Prix called the Ah Prix. So I'm guessing ah. it has to be them. I haven't unlocked them, but I'm pretty sure. Uh, and of course, Hey Arnold, it's got to be there. Yes. Rocket Power? I haven't seen any. That, that wouldn't surprise me. I mean, they might be too generic to make in, into anything. They, they could also be pit crew members you unlock too because you unlock those as you unlock oh, characters too that so would i've seen some sense. come off that way yeah they might be more uh different. thornberries no not that i've seen okay there are some rugrats oh rugrats yeah of course you have the ninja turtles oh yeah i forget all four ninja turtles wow four. um you have uh shoot who else i see i'm trying to think there's, there's a lot of ones i don't recognize but um the most ridiculous one, and this was the the sole reason, Lucas, why I volunteered to review this game. Okay. Because the second I saw it, I said my five-year-old is going to lose her <laughs> Jojo Siwa. Who? You don't know Jojo? Okay. If you're, I, I guess your, your daughter's way too young, but Jojo Siwa is... An American dancer. Yeah. So she started on that Toddlers and Tiara show. But somehow she managed to launch a career afterwards where she is a singer. <laughs> she is a she is a multimillionaire dude, like off of Bose. And like she's just like a YouTuber. Uh, she has albums, like stuff like that. And she's just somebody like my daughter kind of fell into and started watching on YouTube all the time. Oh, um, my gosh. But yeah, I mean, she's yeah. got albums. She's gone on the huge tours, like all this stuff. Like I'd love to actually take her to a concert and see how she likes it. But how is this real person in a game with... Because Nickelodeon bought the rights to her products. So Nickelodeon basically is who gave her the rights to get all this like merchandise and stuff she has out. Nickelodeon foots that. Um, so she's under contract with them. So that her likeness, they can do whatever yep. they want with yep. it. So JoJo's in there. And I was like, well, I have to play this because of that. But uh, yeah, there was... Um, what's the name of the um, the company in Rocco's Modern Life? The oh, big- um Oh, uh, it's like Conglamo. Conglamo? I think think that's what it is. There was was a Grand Prix named after that. Like one of the levels, you're just going through the town that Rocco lives in. Like you see the choky (laughs) chicken. Like you see all stuff. Like this is fantastic. Um, They like, it's little things like that. Like it's not like, don't get me wrong. I'm not sitting here saying like everybody run out and buy this game. First off, I think it's only $30 anyway. So right off the bat, you You kind of know what to expect a level. Yeah. A little. But if you have any sort of nostalgia for some of the stuff, it's, it's great. So like uh, Tommy Pickles and, and Chucky from Rugrats are there mm-hmm. um, and some of their their other characters like bonus power ups. But there was like a stage that was double dare. Like oh, it was it was the cool. obstacle course at the end of double dare. Like you saw some oh, of the wow. same things I remember watching as a kid. And I'm like, this is awesome. Um, seeing some of the stuff, the Ninja Turtle levels are in the sewers, like stuff like that. SpongeBob's Bikini Bottom, like stuff like that. Like it's all 
it's very much a fan service, which is kind of like the fun part of it. So if you're looking for something yeah. that's like fun without having to be like hardcore, because um, Mario can get tense too, like when you start playing, like you get the frustration. This is a little more chill, um, but it's done well enough, and the courses are all different enough because they're literally pulling themes from like I do everywhere, like it, all over the place on, on the spectrum of Nickelodeon. So uh, stuff for for kids and adults, I think, to enjoy at the same time because there are some characters there, I don't even know who they are, and I'm assuming it's from newer cartoons, but okay. Yeah, it's kind of cool. It's fun. I will say it's, 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 it's kinda, definitely better like Hello Kitty racing and stuff like that. Like I was going to say, it's kind of nice to see that something like this actually does okay. You mm-hmm. know what I mean? Like a 7 out of 10 game, but it's right. licensed, which yep. means it might as well be a 9 out of 10. <laughs> right, right. And that's that's really honestly, like I said, I haven't read the review, but right now I, I still have a couple more cups I want to I want to beat and see if anything changes. But like right now I'm sitting at like a 7, 7.5. It's worth playing, especially if you like kart racers and you just want something different because Nintendo ain't giving us another Mario Kart. They haven't given us any additional tracks, so... That's what we got. Um, and then the last thing I'm going to talk about a little bit here, um, Mafia 3. So I played Mafia yeah. 1, the remake. I played the Mafia 2 remake this summer. So I was like, well, I've never played Mafia 3 at all. So now's the time to do it. Um, I do really like the game. And I've said this a little bit in Discord, but if you're not there to kind of recap, it doesn't feel like a Mafia game. Mm-hmm. And I think part of it is the setting. So this this one takes place in New Orleans. So it's not in fake New York. It's not in fake Chicago. It's in New Orleans. Right. So right off the bat, it has a different vibe. Uh, just me, you know, spending a majority now of my life with, with my wife's family, like they're all Italian. Like Mafia has a certain things. You think Sopranos, you think Godfather, you think stuff like that. This doesn't feel Mafia because it's number one, it's in the South. So everyone it's just hearing everyone's voice. You're like, well, you're not Italian. You don't have that, hey, you know, like thing going for you. So it just doesn't yeah. feel like a Mafia game. It feels more like a gangs, the game. Because it's all different. You have the black gangs. You have the Dixie gang, the Dixie mafia. They call them so those like the the hillbillies that are like doing meth. It's not even like normal like mafia style. Like mafia, they they try and stay away from the drugs, other than weed, because that's not how they do business. You know. Yeah. It this one throws it all out the window. It still has the same formula. You still have your same missions base. There are some different quirks with uh, you end up putting specific people you want in charge of areas, and you get perks depending on who you trust more and give them big, a bigger cut um, of your money. But it's it's a perfectly good game so far, at least I'm enjoying the story. Like it's gripping there. It just doesn't feel like mafia. It could have called it anything else. And I would have felt been okay with it, but it just feels more like a, just a gang game. Yeah. Um, the thing that I have a tough time with a little bit, and they warn you when you start the game up as they did with all the mafia ones, that there's uh, dated references and things of that nature within the game. Now, the ones from the thirties and forties and the other mafia games aren't, I, don't get me wrong. I'm sure they still offend some people, but they're nowhere near as offensive as Mafia 3 gets. Um, they deal full on with black racism. So people are dropping end bombs left and right. And I think the difference is, is when you play something like Grand Theft Auto San Andreas, and it's tossed around a lot in that game too, but mm-hmm. it's not done in a manner of, I hate your people. I'm going to say this word. Yeah. And in Mafia 3, it is. And that's a little tough to to deal with i feel like especially with the world being how it is right now and you know black lives matter and and the the, the police issues and also stuff like it it feels like the wrong time for me to play this play this game basically <laughs> um right but yeah it's a little tough to swallow but i mean the game's good so i don't want to take it away from that it just it's weird playing it i feel a little not dirty playing it but i mean just it's a little uncomfortable yeah no i i understand what you mean because i remember um, 
playing through it. And I actually, I like sat this game down for a little while and I was like, I should go back and beat that game. Cause like you said, it's not bad. It has no. issues, huh. but there are some memorable moments and um, yeah. some characters worth hating. And, uh, I really did like the, the idea of kind of running your own gang yes. and putting people in charge and kind that of selecting like. who you want to do yeah, what. Cause that's different. They didn't do that in any of the other games. That was new for this one. Yeah. Um, but yeah, it's just kind of a bummer because I coming off of Mafia One, the remaster I just did, that game was so good and I enjoyed like every second. It looked great, ran great. This obviously didn't. This didn't get a, a facelift. This is the same game it's been on this because it came out this generation anyway. Mm-hmm. So for the the collection, uh, if you get the the whole remaster trilogy, all you're getting is the DLC was included in it. Like they didn't do anything for Mafia Three, so okay. it doesn't look as polished as mafia one is the one that got the most work mafia two got a facelift too and this visually looks more like mafia two um so it's still not terrible but you're right like there's some certain quirks here i've had a couple of missions where i've gotten stuck in like i've done the objective but the game didn't recognize it mm. and i couldn't go anywhere so i had to like go and kill myself in order to get it to reboot and allow me to do it again oh that stinks so little things there but it's it's good enough and i'm i'm kind of platformered out right now playing Super Lucky's Tale, and the other game I will mention, <clears throat> but I can't talk about it for a couple weeks. Uh, good news is I will be able to talk about it with you, Lucas, when you come back. So all yes. I can say is I'm playing Pumpkin Jack. Or I pl- <laughs> correction, I played Pumpkin Jack. It's done. Already uh-huh. wrapped it up. That's all I can say. Um, if you're in our Discord, you probably saw this game brought up a few times. It is a platformer uh, themed Halloween all the way. You're basically uh, the Pumpkin King. You're just... Uh, if you think Nightmare Before Christmas, when he had the pumpkin on his head at the beginning of the film, it's basically that as a platformer. <laughs> we need more of that. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So I'll talk about it in a few weeks, um, but I did play that. But after playing that and super, uh, New Super Lucky Tales, like I need to play something that's not a platformer for a little bit. So I'm, I like them, but I don't love them. So I, I got to take breaks between those things. Yeah. I feel that way about pretty much any genre. It's hard to go back to back to back yeah. on the same thing. Yep. So. Sure. But that's enough of the games. We talked about that for a long time. So let's jump in and hear from you folks. So it's time to check out the messages. Message for you, sir. First one coming in from Haley. Will you, you, Lucas, Mm -hmm. be playing Bug Snacks? It's funny that this gets brought up because... Um, I've shown my son the the Bug Snacks trailer with the ridiculous song and everything, and he quite liked it. I mean, mm-hmm. I know it's very weird or whatever, but I have a feeling we'll end up playing this. Like, my plan is to check it out. Uh, maybe not right away, but if there is a way for me to do so on the cheap, then I probably will end up playing it at some point. Checking yeah. out what this is, this even is. Do we even know what it is really? Oh at yeah. This point? Oh yeah. Okay, because there's been I, footage. There's there's stuff out there. Yeah. Okay, I need to look back into it because it's been a while since I've checked it out. Um, but I kind of, sort of know what's going on. But I'd like to to be able to see some actual gameplay to know what we'll actually be doing. Ah, okay. So the official thing is, Bug Snacks takes you on a whimsical adventure to Snack Tooth Island, home of the legendary half bug, half snack creatures, Bug Snacks. Invited by the intrepid explorer Elizabeth Megafig, you arrive to discover your host nowhere to be found, her camp in shambles, and her followers scattered across the island alone and hungry. It's up to you to solve the mysteries of Snack Tooth Island. What happened to Lizbert? What are the Bug Snacks? And where do they come from? But most of all, why do they taste so good, Lucas? Because they're cream filled. I guess. 
I mean, I'm looking at one that's a combination of a Dorito and like a taquito. Um, you can discover, hunt, and capture all 100 different species of bug snacks using a variety of contraptions and bait. Explore diverse biomes of Snack Tooth Island to track down and reunite the inhabitants of Snackburg. Follow every lead to learn more about Lisbeth, Band of Misfits, and the Mysterious Island. And stuff your new friends with bug snacks to customize them with countless new looks. So these creatures to your friends, they change. Can I stuff you with new bug snacks to change your features or what skills? <laughs> Maybe. Um, I will be playing this as well. I, I from the first reveal and like one of the PlayStation things that they did. Yeah, yeah. Um, I was like, this looks fantastic. Um, now I don't have a PS5 coming. Um, I'm trying to remember. Is it coming to PS4 as well? I think it's PS5, PS4, and PC. I know it's on PC, Mac. Yeah, PS5, PS4. So I may end up reviewing this. I don't know. It depends on what they give us codes for. Um, if they give me a PS5 code, I'm obviously out of luck and I'll have to give that to somebody else. But um, but if I get one for PS4, I will definitely be playing this. And I do want to play this game uh, totally. It will hit Xbox eventually as a timed exclusive uh, for PlayStation. We don't know how long, um, mm. but it will be coming to Xbox as well. But yeah, I'm all in on Bug Snacks right up my alley. Nice. Um, and Josh has a follow-up question, Lucas. <laughs> what is a Bug Snacks? Wrong answers only. Ooh, um, a bug snacks is a Volkswagen beetle shaped gummy that is filled with, um, whatever they fill gushers with <laughs> yeah, just that juice, whatever it is. Yeah. Yeah. Bug juice. <laughs> bug juice. There you go. Um, see, I thought I saw a recipe in one of Justin's cookbooks and how to make bug snacks. Oh yeah. So I think I'm, I'm pretty sure that's what it is. Um, and then honestly, the first time I read this, I thought it was grub snacks which doesn't mm. say that's you know jeff grub's name for donnie that's his pet name for donnie is <laughs> my little grub snacks yeah do you want a bug snacks <laughs> <laughs> folks when we get canceled uh we'll figure out where we're going to be so you can tune in later on <laughs> we're about to get canceled um takeda asks powerful knight destructive mage sneaky thief or deadly bow person Mm. Uh, now, I don't know if he, I don't know if that means what we are or what we look for in a mate. Or, <laughs> <laughs> uh, if it's uh, selecting what to be as a um, extension of myself, I usually go powerful knight um, or the the big guy fighter type person. Tank. Yeah, mostly because I like to have all the options. Like I want to wear all the armors. I want to mm-hmm. eat all of the weapons. And I find that if I'm a glass cannon, like a mage usually is, I end up dying more often than not. Um, or with a thief, I get, sometimes I get frustrated in how the, the um, mechanics of thieving works right. or the skills involved there. I will sometimes go the deadly bow person. I don't mind a bow slash guns, dual pistols, whatever. Yeah. Um, I will do that occasionally, especially on like a second second playthrough or second try. Yeah, right. um, or if I just want to change it up. But yeah, definitely powerful night most of the time. Okay. I, I, then I will hide behind you as your destructive mage because that's my pick. <laughs> that doesn't um, surprise me at all. I don't nah. know. But... I want to bring down the hellfire. I want to throw lightning bolts. See, I wanna... Now, are you going to wear a mage robe? Because I feel like a mage robe is the least comfortable. No, no. I, I'd have like the leotard with like the, the high boots that are like shin guards at the same time that you see. And oh. normally like the, the shoulder pads for some reason they have like that. Yeah. 
uses a big staff, my big staff. Uh-huh. Um, uh-huh. And then also I'm with you too. Like my second choice would have been a deadly bow person as well too. I like the hunter class. Um, typically, like you said, whether it's a bow and arrow crossbow, something of that nature, like the range of attacks. I like those as well too. Bonus if you get a pet. Heck, heck yeah. <laughs> um, <laughs> Bland Explosion Garrett asks, on a scale of one to, oh yeah. Ooh, now, see, this, this was taking yeah. different. See, thank you. When I read it, that's exactly what I thought. But then somebody yeah. posted the Kool-Aid man. I was like, oh, you know what? That works too. Oh, but yeah. I thought Macho Man Randy Savage. So I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to say that's one to, oh, yeah. That's the it's, level we're I, looking at. Uh, for next gen consoles, I'm pretty sure I know your answer. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I'm kind of like a four on this one. Um, mostly because the excitement is is hard to have if you know you're not really getting one mm-hmm. launch day. I don't think I've ever gotten a console on launch, so I've never had that experience. But um, I am excited. Like, don't get me wrong. I'm excited for what's coming next and what the next gen of consoles can do and everything. But I also have my PC, and while it's not the the best gaming rig ever by far, um, you kind of get desensitized to the larger steps that consoles yep. take uh-huh. because you've usually taken many, many smaller steps to get where you are. Um, yep. So, um, I mean, consoles, whether you like it or not, they're, I mean, they're a step behind when it comes to PC. Oh, totally. Most, in most cases. Mm-hmm. Um, not very far. I mean, it's pretty close now. Especially, especially now, yeah. Um, not having the best gaming rig ever. but So I am excited for what what they can do because for those multi-platform games, that means they don't have to worry so much about um, you know the one lower-end product that can't do this or that or the other thing. I think when consoles get a next generation, it lifts all of gaming up typically um, because that's more of the mainstream. That's where gaming kind of lives for the most part. So it's good for everybody when when this happens so that's true i totally get to and i'm trying to think back to like i don't know how many times i got to launch a console on launch day either because i know like i know gamecube i know for a fact i did because hmm. i had to i mean i had to order one of those stupid bundles that gamestop likes to do like hey yeah you can you can pre-order this console but at the time you had to pre-order three games with it oh my gosh and it wasn't three games you got to pick they picked three bundles like three games and they had separate bundles. Oh, and you had to so pick you can one. get this bundle, that bundle, and they came with three games. You couldn't swap them. It was those three games. How are they going out of business? That's such an awesome business model. Well, that was in the 90s or 2000 when the GameCube was out. So it was a while ago. Um, the Wii took forever to get that because you couldn't get it anywhere. And then like I was never one to pre-order consoles on launch day. Like the Switch I got shortly after because um, Seth had an extra pre-order and he put that in my name and it came a couple days after. So that wasn't that bad. But PS4, I was couple months after launch because you couldn't get them anywhere mm-hmm. um xbox one i was really late on that one um so series s is the next one i'm getting um courtesy of donnie snagging me a pre-order but same thing i won't have a day one it's going to be a week 10 days after however long it takes for him to ship it to me so so really there's never been a launch where anyone has actually been able to get <laughs> get the console i mean well i mean there's always those diehards that'll do it and, and go out and snag yeah. it but yeah 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 um, but yeah, so I'm, I, I'm excited. I'm, I'm higher than you only cause I know I'm going to be playing one, which I know that definitely is a factor. It feels like if you know, you don't have one, how really excited could you be about it? Right. Um, I'm like a six or seven. I am excited to play games on it, but I know, especially in the case of Xbox, there's really not a whole lot coming out. Well, we don't know. There's supposedly a rumor coming out. That's going to be, 
uh, talking about their launch window, what's coming out. So maybe there'll be some surprises, but I know there's really nothing coming out for that console. It's all the stuff that's been improved by this console generation. So I'm excited to play games that load faster and run better. Absolutely. But I'm not at the, oh yeah, level because there's nothing new coming out that I'll be able to play hands-on like right away to get that real next-gen feel. It's like, no, if I'm already playing Watch Dogs, I'm going to play Watch Dogs now upscaled on my xbox my new xbox so it'll look better but it's still the same game i'm playing so it doesn't quite give you that new new feel you know i'm i'm oh yeah about uh cyberpunk so if you want to if you want me to be a 10 on anything it'll be cyberpunk there you go um last question i did forget to put this on here because he asked on twitter like when we were supposed to record um justin asks pickard not warner Mm. although this question could go either way what's our burrito order what do you want a good burrito lucas yeah, yeah um I'm I'm pretty classic when it comes to burrito orders, you know. I don't I I like a good ratio of uh usually ground beef, um refried beans, uh-huh. cheese, sour cream. Uh-huh. I don't really mind so much if there's any veggies on there because they kind of become mush. Mush. <laughs> yeah, exactly. And everything sort of just becomes the same temperature. Like you yeah. know, like yeah. the veggies heat up and then the other stuff cools down. But I do like, um, I don't know why it never occurred to me, but some queso on my yes. uh, burrito is, is a good kick. So that's kind of, I'm just kind of a classic queso, quesarito type of dude. I'm, I'm, I'm the same way as you actually. Um, I typically don't want the veggies in there just because it turns some motion actually takes it away from me a little bit. Yeah. Um, but one thing you didn't mention, which maybe you forgot or maybe you don't care for, I like rice in mine too. Yeah, I'm not a big rice okay. person. I don't mind it, but yeah. um, I don't know. I just I generally don't care for like the Mexican rice or anything mm-hmm. like that, or rice and beans. Um, I'd almost rather eat it separately, honestly. That's fair too. Sure. Um, I will say that I don't care f- much for the uh, burritos that you get from like um, uh, help me out. I always forget their name. Chipotle. Chipotle or something like that. Cordoba. Yeah. Qdoba, yeah, because I don't know why, but it reminds me of a giant dirty diaper. Like when I get it, yeah, they're too big. I like smaller burritos. Yeah, it's just I just get them naked because it all ends up falling apart anyway. So you want a you want a piquito burrito? Ooh, yeah, I do. Enough said. I want a Yokiro my Taco Bell. (laughs) Yokiro. (laughs) Oh, could could they bring back that Chihuahua now? They would they would get so bashed if they did, right? Yeah, I don't think they can do that. Dude, I remember that thing was like, everybody loved it. And Taco Bell actually had like the the little, you could get the stuffed dogs and they would talk like you squeeze his belly yeah. and be like, yo, quiero Taco Bell. Like, they had like bobbleheads of the thing. Yeah. It's a shame. Can't market anything racist anymore. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, <laughs> thanks everybody for sending your questions. You could always uh, ask us whatever you'd like and we'll answer it uh, regardless of whether it's video game related or not. Um, hit us up on the Discord uh, in the prime chat room, uh, we'll typically ask, or you could tweet at me at PSVG Kevin and we'll get you on the docket. But now, Lucas, it's been a week. It's been more than a week, actually, since somebody recorded. So it's time to check out that news of the week. I'm Commander Shepard, and this is my favorite news outlet on the Citadel. <laughs> I will let you go first, sir. All right. I got a question for you. Mm-hmm. What is going on with Marvel's Avengers? You know, after I beat the campaign, not a whole lot. <laughs> <laughs> Haven't gone back to it much, have you? Mm, not really. Leveled up a couple characters a little bit, but yeah. No. 
so there's been um, some reports uh, earlier that the PC players numbers have dipped below 1000 concurrent sure. players, um, which is very bad. Yeah. Great at all for a mostly online game. Um, Crystal Dynamics has stated that they're confident that the players will return to the game. And that's partially because as Scott Amos says, we have a great community management team at Crystal Dynamics and Square Enix who funnel all of your concerns, suggestions, and feedback to the development team daily. Um, right now, Steam players in uh, specifically are reporting matchmaking problems. Like, mm-hmm. that's not good. No. I mean, who wants to play? If, if it's because of the low number of players, that's one thing. But if it's like just problematic in general well i'm trying to think because like it's so this article words a little bit different so in in avengers if you don't have people to drop into your party you can put your characters in okay it's your version so like if you have a really leveled up hulk but you want to play as captain america you could put in your hulk and it's that level that you left it on so like there's options to have the the computer basically play as your as your uh sidekicks with you if you can't match make so I i don't know if the I haven't tried to play with anybody online, so I don't know. But I'm wondering if the matchmaking error is an actual error in the matchmaking because in my head it was like you would just fill in with your computerized characters anyway. So I'm not sure what that's about. But. Well, I wonder how many people would prefer that if they can't play with somebody they know. You know, like I re- I right. don't hop into other people's games. I don't know. So no. that's a mess. Uh, so they are making fixes and improvements as fast as they can safely um, to make it the game that we all aspire it to be. Mm-hmm. Um, so they're going to be adding new war zone missions types called tachyon rifts mm-hmm. new outpost. That's a jumping off point for new story missions in the future and aims cloning lab, which will require a coordinated high level group of four players to be uh, the new top end loot rewards for finishing. Okay. Um, so it sounds like they're trying to aim more towards end game stuff too. Yeah. Uh, and you got the DLC characters that will yeah. be arriving pretty soon. Um, so they're feeling confident that they'll see the PC players as well as Xbox one and PlayStation four people return to the game, um, as they add this content later, um, and improve and focus on improving the game, I guess. I mean, what do you think? Do you think, do you think it's, do you really think they're going to be able to release all this stuff and then people are just going to magically be doing like 20,000 concurrent players all of a sudden? Well, this is like, this is the same story we've heard a bunch of times. You know, Destiny comes out, Destiny didn't get good until it was all done. Like they made the fixes as he went along the lines. And I always thought this game, as much as a lot of people, including Dev, always said, well, I don't see that all oh, this is like Destiny. I was like, I don't mean it. I didn't mean it like it's going to play like Destiny because it does play different. But I mean, the roadmap, how it operates, what its goal to be is it seemed very Destiny-like. Yeah. But we saw something like Anthem where Anthem just died. And they're still supposedly working on fixing it. I don't know why at this point. They just let it go. <laughs> this, I think, benefits a little bit about from the subject matter. Like yeah. People are in just because it's superheroes. And when you release the new characters, when you have Kate Bishop and, and Hawkeye come out, people are going to come back and they're going to at least play that. Yeah. I don't know if they're going to play, you know, for months after that, but they're at least going to come back. Um, but then they'll go away. It's the same thing like when Fortnite releases a new season. Everyone comes back and plays Fortnite for a little bit, but then they may not stay with it. Um, anytime these games as a service almost type things come out, they, they'll, you'll see those waves of people. But if they can't get, capture that computer audience, I think. I could see them almost ending support on the PC. Mm. Um, the consoles, it's a little bit tougher to kind of give up because they told us like 
we have a roadmap for I forget what it was, but they straight up said like we were planning on X amount of characters to come out. Now, yeah. if they give up and don't do that, there's going to be some reputation damage there. Yeah. Um, now, the pl- the good part is we're not paying for the extra characters. That's all free DLC. Um, so you won't feel like you're financially burned. But if you went into this game saying, well, I'll drop 60, knowing that there's going to be more characters coming. Yeah, like I'll be able to play as Black Panther eventually. Right. So it's like when stuff like that doesn't if that doesn't happen, that's a problem. Uh, if they can open up crossplay, I think that would be a huge thing. Number one, because right now it doesn't. Yeah. I think it would benefit strongly from that. Considering that there's no, to my knowledge, there's no player versus player. So mm-hmm. that's really I don't see a hurdle here for PVE when you have PC players mixing with console players and so on and so forth. Like that shouldn't be an issue, right? Um, so if they're able to do that too, I think people will come back to it and do it. And if they can just really kind of gravitate towards clinging to that Marvel stuff as much as possible. People will come back. You drop an awesome character coming in, you know, Captain Marvel comes out. People are gonna come back and want to see how that plays because that's gonna play different than any of the other characters. All of these characters they have announced, uh, Kate Bishop, Clint Bar- Barton, like yeah, they're both Hawkeye. So they'll play similar. So I get that. But like Black Panther comes out. Black Panther's not going to play like Iron Man. Black Panther's not going to play like Thor. It's going to be a different gameplay style. Stuff like that will keep people coming back. If you're just releasing skinned characters where they play exactly the same you're going to have some issues there. Um, but if they're able to re- tap into the unique um, character lineup that Marvel has and really treat these characters different, like Spider-Man when he comes on PS4, he's not going to play like anybody else. There's nobody else that plays moves like Spider-Man, so it has to be different. So if they do stuff like that, it'd be really cool. But if they start just doing skin characters, essentially, where it's like, okay, you have Hulk. Now here's Gray Hulk and Red Hulk. <laughs> okay, so Hulk. Well, here's She-Hulk. She's a girl, so she's different. Now, it's... Talk like right. if they start doing stuff like that, they'll have a real backlash here. So, yeah, I will say like I've gotten bored with Avengers, which is sad because I really thought it was a good game. I thought the story was fantastic. It definitely does something different um, from what I'm used to, but there was nothing there once I completed the campaign for me. But I do know every time they release a new character, there's going to be story elements for those characters. It's not just oh Hawkeye shows up, he's in the game now. They give you a story narrative as to why Hawkeye shows up and how he shows up. That's nice. So nice. those will always get me to come back and play. So it's still installed on my Xbox. I have not uninstalled it, waiting for stuff to come back and give me a reason to go back and play. And those little story tidbits will do that for me. That'll get me interested to come back in. So I think there's still a chance. I don't think it'll ever reach like the levels of greatness like a Destiny thing will, I don't think. Um, but if they keep the content coming, it'll keep people hooked and want to keep engaging, I think. Here's what I need. I need it to kind of stay like this for a while so that it drops to like, 15 or 20 dollars yeah and then i'll buy it and then and then um there'll be so many more people playing for them once it lowers in price lucas you're known to partake in the combat of mortals correct yeah it's been a while but i do want i need to return to the outworld or out realms or outlanders or whatever it's called well november 17th would apparently be a good day to do so because okay there's a bunch of new stuff coming to Mortal Kombat 11 on November 17th. Yeah. Combat Pack 2, Combat with a K, because that's how cool people do that's it. That's how you gotta. We'll add Melina, which I'm shocked Melina wasn't already in the game. Like, being an outsider, just seeing all the people that they're releasing, I'm like, how is she not already there? But okay. I think she was, like, re- really, a lot of people really wanted her in the game. I think it was Melina. Melina. Yeah. I can't remember if it's her or, is it Katana? Yeah, she's not in it either, the blue one. I don't remember. I don't remember offhand now. Okay. Um, but there's some. I, if it was Melina, if I'm if I'm remembering correctly, a lot of people asked 
Ed Boon for Melina and he trolls them basically. Oh, he trolls everybody and, anyway. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. And so uh, it was kind of like, well, is it, uh, maybe he won't have her added into the game. So, yeah. well, she's coming as well as Rain and Rambo. Yeah. <laughs> um, I mean, it, it makes sense with the other movie properties, I guess, but it's just like, I mean, okay, I guess, but he's different than that. Like, just, just Rambo. Like, Robocop, okay. Terminator, okay. Predator. All, Predator. All the killers that they've done, okay. Like, I guess, now, was Terminator, Robocop, was that all, and Predator, was that all this game? You know, I don't remember. I don't, I don't okay. think so. I think it's only been Terminator and... Predator. Predator, yeah. Okay, so Robocop must have been the last one. I know Robocop's been in it, so I'm like, is he just on an 80s movie kick? Like, and that's why he's doing this? But, yeah, Rambo, man, I don't... I think it's- I don't I don't get it. Whatever. Um you can whoever <laughs> I don't I really don't even know what to, I don't know what to say. Like it's if you watch the trailer, everyone please go watch the trailer because that that just sells it. Um but yeah, if you have the pack, if you have the new ultimate edition that's coming up, uh you'll get everything automatically including this fighter pack. But if you have the existing version of the game, you can buy uh the pack separately for $15. Um, in addition to the new characters, they'll also Mortal Kombat 11 will also include the base game, the first combat pack, and the aftermath story expansion. November 17th will also, um, when players will be able to upgrade to the PS5 or Xbox Series X version of the game for free, mm-hmm. you don't need the Ultimate Edition for that either. So even if you have the existing just base game, uh, you will get that free upgrade. Um, they will also get cross-gen cross-play on that day as well. That's what I'm looking forward to most. Yep. So PS4 players will be able to play against Xbox Series X players in addition to Xbox One, PC. Oh, wait, no. PS4 and Xbox are the only ones that cross over. PC, Stadia, and Switch players are still excluded from the mix, though. And crossplay will only be supported in specific modes. I don't know what that means, but... So only console will be able to play against each other except for a Switch. So basically PS4... Which is barely a console, let's be honest. <laughs> yeah. Um... So PC isn't included. No. Yeah, it's kind of weird. I don't like that. No. Move. Which don't you like more, that or Rambo? <laughs> that. Okay. <laughs> I was going to play with Josh. Finally, I get to play with Josh. I mean, maybe someday if they're doing this work, maybe PC's not that far along, perhaps. Because I feel like in a fighting game, does PC really have an advantage? Like, I don't think so, no. You can't, you can't do keyboard and mouse, right? Can you? <laughs> no no okay i didn't think so i'm like I, I just, i'm a noob here i'm like i don't know maybe there's some weird way you can do it I'm like i don't know how that works but so there's not really an advantage to playing a pc for a fighter no not at all yeah. um, that that bums me out actually i'm kind of i'm boycotting this game Blech. i'm gonna Cancel. go to twitter and send death threats to everybody including ed boon that's right <laughs> included but not limited to ed boon <laughs> fair enough what else you got well, thanks for ruining my day. Um, I started with that one. Well, let's talk about some more uh, tragedies. Amazon is giving up on Crucible. Did you know that? I did see that. That's sad. Yeah, like I'm not as familiar with the game, but I knew it was kind of like their 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 one big thing that they've been working on. Well, up yeah. until some of this other stuff that's been announced. But yeah, yeah. Like this was their first real attempt, right? Yeah, I think so. so kind of crazy offering full refunds for people who purchased who believed in in amazon's mission so uh amazon's free-to-play shooter crucible was a flop apparently it came out um in a closed beta 
right? Or did it come yeah. out, out? No, it was closed, closed beta at first. Okay. So they sent it back. The plan was to continue development. They're going to d- get some feedback from people, small groups of players. Because, um, you, you know, no matter what game you release, if it's good enough, there will be people who will play it. Oh, yeah. Lots of people out there want to help. Uh, so that's always cool. Mm-hmm. Then they determine what to do next after that. But uh, the studio has now announced that once it puts out the final feature on the roadmap, the custom games support development on crucible will end later. The servers will be shut down, um, which I find it kind of interesting that they're going to at least release the final feature. Right. And make the game unplayable forever. <laughs> yeah. It doesn't like why waste the energy on doing that? Just, just tell people the game is going to be as it is for, you know, to the end of the year and then you're turning it off. Like, yeah, yeah. Um, well, they said apparently that final feature too was going to allow them to put like a party event in there and they'll actually be able to play or celebrate with the developers. Yeah. Which I still don't know how you're really celebrating because your game's not coming out. Yeah. Yeah. You're like, but I mean, I guess they've, they've really built, a, I guess for as bad as the game is, they built some sort of community and camaraderie with those helping in the closed beta mm-hmm. and the people that are very forthcoming with the feedback and stuff. So I think they're trying to do as good as they can on those people. Yeah. Giving them their money back too. And like it's, it's actually a pretty good move, I think. Yeah, it stinks, but uh, they say we're very much we very much appreciate the way that our fans have rallied around our efforts, and we've loved seeing your responses to the changes we've made over the last few months. Uh, but ultimately, we didn't see a healthy, sustainable future ahead of Crucible. Um, they moved; they've been moved on to other Amazon projects, such as the uh, MMO New World. Um, and it, like you said, it'll be final. There'll be a final play session organized by the developer in the coming weeks. The matchmaking will be turned off. Custom games, which is that last upcoming feature, will work until 12 p.m. Pacific on November 9th. And then it's all done. It's Clayton's. Yeah, it's not a long time either. You think about it, it's a month. Not really, man. I mean, Before it's all to be shut down. What a bummer. Like, yeah. I mean, I understand. I get it. If, if they don't think that it's going to be good enough. But I feel like that's why you kind of test your theories out ahead of time. Like, you know, you make sure the game is before you really start working on the assets and everything, you make sure that you're, you can see it to the end and it makes sense. And there's enough there to, to go on, to have a game. Like maybe it's just a misstep from the beginning, I guess. I don't know. That's true. Bummer. That's true. Yep. Yep. I mean, like I feel here's, here's what's sad is you and I are empathizing with this right now. We're like, Oh, this kind of stinks. It's that, but how many people are like, yeah, forget you Amazon like because it's another studio that shuts down but then you remember it's Amazon so then like some people just really don't care because they hate oh, Amazon yeah because it's Amazon yeah but I mean, it's like man they're trying to do stuff like the the new you know Luna and stuff like that that seems pretty cool and pretty promising so it's like the last thing you should want them to do is start failing on their games like yeah I'm sure there's one person that worked on this who this was their first job or like oh, yeah big job and they're like Oh man, this got shut down. We didn't even get to release it really. Like yeah. there's real people working out there on these things and it's yeah, it's kind of a bummer. But well, what, what are you going to do? <laughs> yeah, exactly. Um Nintendo last week did a treehouse event. So those are the events where they do like a lot of live gameplay footage and they have people uh stumble their way through trying to talk and they have people presenting that clearly aren't people that should be presenting or, you know, <laughs> doing media really in any shape or form, but they do. Yeah. Um so they did one last week, uh, highlighting Pikmin 3 uh, Deluxe, whatever they're calling it, um, which I'm still excited for. Although my wife played the demo, which did come out. So there was a demo out there for people to try out Pikmin 3. Um, as my wife said, she goes, wait a minute. This is the exact same game I've already played. 
why did this take so long? And she's really mad now still. <laughs> but um, um yeah. Yeah, it is what it is. Um, so they did show a lot of the features in there, and there are some new things being added to it, but really overall not not a whole heck of a lot. Yeah. Um, but we did see a lot more of uh, Hyrule Warriors Age of Calamity, which is the Hyrule Warriors sequel or prequel, really, that also serves as the prequel to Breath of the Wild. Um, if you haven't checked out the game, I'm not going to give you the whole pitch of the game here, but it plays very much like a Warriors game, uh, which is different than a Legends of Zelda game, but I really like those games. Uh, but there are some notable things that kind of came out from it um number one the hidden koroks return so those little leaf uh, people that you found before i mean there's 900 of them yeah they didn't really say um they will say that you can uh, interact with them and you collect them uh they don't know if there's a reward or anything like that depending on how many you catch <laughs> i just find it weird because so playing hyrule warriors the first one like you're engaged in a war in each each scenario like you're just dropped in it's a war you have a time limit in a lot of cases and you're just going you don't really have time to explore the scenery and look for things hold up guys uh, i think i see a leaf uh thing yeah here. and i mean there's maps you don't even explore the whole map for like your objective is here so i'm not going to go all the way to this side of the map to do something now it's like what well, there's a korok seed over there <laughs> like i know right it, and for some people that they're very anal about that type of thing and want to find everything. And it's kind of like reveal revealing all of the dark parts on the map. Like, yeah. like I have to make sure I check every corner Yeah, that that's going to be very uh, hard to resist. I think. Yeah, I think so too. Um, Zelda is back and gets another transformation slash facelift. I want to say. Um, so in the first Hyrule Warriors, she used a sword. Um, it was more like uh, a thin, like a rapier sword versus a, you know, like a, master sword kind of deal and she of course has magical powers because Zelda typically does uh in this one though she doesn't use a sword at all she uses the sheikah slate and she uses those abilities to battle so she can summon bombs drag metal blocks around make ice blocks appear and she takes photos with the enemies that make them blow up and destroy i don't know how can okay but couldn't she also still have a sword though i would think so but they're things they're taking that direction. So like uh, Hyrule Warriors, the one of the things they did really, really well was that every character felt different and unique. Yeah. So even if she had a sword, she didn't, she still didn't feel like playing like Link at all. Like they felt very different. Um, but yeah, I guess this was just their way of separating that, I guess a little bit, but I'm like. Ideas. Okay. But as somebody who is bad at that, usually <laughs> that's my point. This flash. Right. This was one of my least favorite things about breath of the wild was all the stupid abilities. Like, Oh, I got to slow down time to beat this enemy or I got to do this and that. Like I didn't really enjoy that as much as I think a lot of people did. And I mean, you still see these crazy videos what people are able to do with those powers in the game now, but that, that was just something I didn't enjoy. And now to make that a primary way of combat, I'm like, I don't know how that works, but the good news is it'll probably be more straightforward this time around. It has to be. Cause you can't, the, the way those games are, I mean, the, the Hyrule Warriors game is just like hack and slash. You're just slashing the whole entire time. So yeah. it can't be as complicated, I would hope. I don't know. <laughs> we'll see. Um, I mean, at least they're doing something different, I guess. That's true. Speaking of something different, and this one is good, Lucas, weapons don't break. Uh, yes, that was a large criticism of Breath of the Wild, and I certainly did not like it. So Yeah, you'll be able to upgrade and use different weapons. So yes, Link will still be able to use a ladle. <laughs> if you really want them to. Um, but yeah, you'll be able to upgrade your weapons and get rid of ones that are lower powered as you can with all these games. But I didn't think that for a second that weapons would break in this. I don't know why, like right when they announced it, I'm like, oh, that, that would never come across my mind. But apparently some people were concerned about that. Um, and then lastly, there are baby robots. Oh, little, little baby guardians. 
do they kill you still or no they're actually on your side oh oh yeah that's right because they were re- well, they were really hence the name guardians but ganon corrupts them so yeah yeah so this was before the corruption yep it looks pretty you know what after you telling i haven't checked it out because i didn't really care for the warriors it yeah. was hyrule warriors the first one was right yeah yes. hyrule warriors. Mm-hmm. It was okay but like it didn't grab me at the time um and maybe this sounds like it might have a little bit more to it um maybe i'd be willing to check this one out i think especially knowing it's like a sequel to breath of the wild so or prequel yeah Pretty cool because you get to play as the champions and stuff too, which is kind of what everyone wanted to happen. Like, I really thought that was gonna be a DLC and that never happened, but I'm like, man, they should be able to play as the champions, yeah, yeah. So, um, from that aspect, you know, maybe it'll be a little bit better for me. So, yeah, right. try. What else you got? You got anything else? Uh, yeah, lastly, um, so speaking of Baldur's Gate, hmm. so what the uh, Larian, the developer of the game, what they did was they were able to gather the data around all of the people who have created characters with the character creator. Um, and we're, we're able to take all of those options and select the ones that were selected the most for their character, basically take all of that data and sure. which ones were selected the most. And let's make a character out of that and see mm. how horrible the character is going to look because they have like, horns demon mm-hmm. tails you know all, the, whole, the whole nine yards you can make different races and all sorts of things so if you don't have this this up i want you to take a look at what the this <laughs> horrible monster must look like with all those options right can you explain for the audio listeners what you're looking at um if j crew had a model in medieval times <laughs> um this is what this guy has just a white dude brown hair clean cut uh, with a very smoldering gaze looking off into the horizon. But yeah, I mean, I, like you said, all those cool features. I would have expected something way cooler than this. This is like the default. This is when you load the, the character creator. This is the template that's there first that you customize. Right. This is this is example of male person. And then yeah. example of female. Example of, of this race. Um, yeah, they even said basically... Congratulations! You've you've basically made the default vault dweller. I just saw that. That's funny. I didn't even see that when I said that either. Like this is the default guy. Larian has a pretty good uh, uh, sense of humor. It seems like they also joked about um, Nvidia sending them uh, a thirty eighty RTX video card. Um, for those that don't know, those video cards have been very difficult to get. Um, mm-hmm. But. Yeah, so it, it has this character creator. Um, you're able to do whatever, make whatever, and and this is what the people chose, apparently. Yeah, uh, he said, what the hell, guys? We gave you demon eyes, horns, and even tails. We are sorely disappointed. Go crazy. We worked hard on all this. Right, and and that's the, like they were expecting a Frankenstein character, and you would think so because it, you would think it would just be the randomize button. You know, like when you hit the yeah. randomizer and it's just like, th- this doesn't look like anything a human would make. Yeah. It was so bad that they had to double check the analytics <laughs> because they were like, is this working? They're like, this can't be right. Nothing changed. So it makes me wonder, is it really just everybody wants to play as simple human, normal guy who sort of looks like me? Or is it just, you know, I don't know how this happens. Right. I would like, so I, I don't often with the character creators necessarily go full off crazy like that. Mm-hmm. But I at least do something like a unique hairstyle, at least, or like right. I would at least do that, uh, like if a anything significant feature that that looks somewhat like you at least, yeah, 
<laughs> tried to make it. Yeah, I mean, in, in medieval games, I mean, I don't play a lot, but when I do, those are the ones I actually will tend to go crazier. Yeah. If I play something like a Fallout, I typically make something that looks like me. Like I'll try and do something like that. But in like Skyrim or you know Dragon Age, like I go off the deal. Like I'll make it a Dark Knight Elf or something like that. Like that's what yeah. I'll do in those types of games. So yeah, it's like why you made the basic white guy. <laughs> yeah, it's so it's so sad to me. Yeah. It could have been anything. It could have been like Demon Dude, but no. So I guess we're not all as creative as we think we are. Guess not. You know what is creative, Lucas? Uh, we got to get more food talk in here. Oh, yeah. I'm disappointed because I will say I found this story very early on and we pushed back recording a few times. I had this story and since then it's been posted twice in the discord. I saw that, but I had it before this. So anybody listening, just so you know, I didn't copy it off the discord. I had this already in my queue. Um, Mario themed pancake sandwiches are coming to Japan. So Super Nintendo World won't be opening until next spring because of COVID. Uh, Universal Studios Japan, though, however, is opening a cafe and store to start selling some merch because why not? They have probably already had that stuff up and ready to go. Yeah. So why, you know, why not have it out there? You know, sell it while you can. Mm-hmm. Um, so they are building what they call the world's first Mario cafe and store. Uh, will open up on October 16th, serving up yummy treats and selling merch. So they offer a sneak peek and some little, you know, glimpses of what it would look like, some concept art things, which it really looks oh man, really basic, actually. But yeah. um, the reason we're talking about this is the fruit pancakes are shaped like Mario and Luigi's hats. <laughs> They're also selling fruit cream sodas and super mushroom drinks, which come in the big novelty, you know, like jumbo grow up mushrooms. The Mario and Luigi drinks come with little mustaches on the straw. So as you're sipping them, it'll look like you little mustache. Um, <laughs> it probably look like you have a goatee. Yeah, it's true. Cause it's, I mean, unless you're shoving that straw really up there, Yeah, <laughs> put it up your nose instead. <laughs> um, but yeah, it's, it's Mario is, is a red, like it looks like a red taco, but it's shaped like Mario's hat. That's what uh, I said. It's a pancake taco, not a pancake sandwich. Well, I guess I'm guessing cause there's nothing underneath. So if it's two yeah. separate sheets, it makes it a sandwich, like an ice cream sandwich. That's cool. Um, but yeah, it has little strawberries in it. Some whipped cream filling looks probably like there's some mint on there um, with some sort of glaze, which has stars attached. And then Luigi looks like he has grapes. Yeah. Like green grapes, I think. Um, same thing, cream filling. And, you know, it says okie dokie. I don't know why it says who's cap on the Mario one. Yeah. I don't know if that's a yeah. Japanese thing. I don't know, like a translation thing in there on their end. I don't know. Um, Let's go. <laughs> yeah. It's a me or something like that. Me. The okie dokie fits for Luigi. But yeah. So, I mean, these so- look pretty cool, though. They, these look good. Uh, I have a feeling they're going to sell a lot less uh, Luigi hats. I just, I don't know, something about grapes. Like yeah, they gra- in like a cream sandwich, like strawberries and cream you get. Yeah. But green grapes and cream. What? They're going to be tart a, a little bit, you know. It's almost like kiwi would have been a better move, right? Yeah, I would think so. I know also, you're limited to a green, but yeah, grapes is weird. You also got to get, I mean, you got to really like whipped cream whoop cream if i mean if you're at a theme park though this is what you're eating but i mean like as far as quality at least in the visual aspect this is very much up the alley of like a disney thing like you'll get the mickey shaped everything like this is this is for universal studios this is a good step because they don't do a lot of themed foods at least in the u.s maybe they do in japan already but like you don't get like themed stuff like this yeah um you'll just get like oh yeah here's king kong milkshake and it's just king kong because it's bananas like it's no sort of anything else put into it but you know stuff like this is a little bit that extra step that little disney type move really yeah it it's it's pretty cool Hmm. i I, i'm not hating on it i just i don't know i will be glad when the uh inevitable um fake 
fake out um, copycat recipes are uploaded to the internet and I can just make my own. Oh yeah. Uh, you know, what's going to happen. <laughs> I'm hoping they make like a Wario garlic one later. Oh, on. gosh. <laughs> yeah. Cause you know, that's happening. Um, yeah. I just thought it was kind of cool. That's cool. Um, that's it. The only thing I really want to mention that I'm happy about Lucas. We don't really need to discuss is I, you probably saw watchdogs release more trailer, more news. No, I didn't see. You didn't see this. Okay, so like before they talked about the first DLC pack for Watch Dogs was going to feature, um, I'm blanking on his name now, the guy from the first Watch Dogs. Aiden Pierce? Yes, Aiden Pierce. And I was like, oh, that's really cool. They drew more, because it was more story content with Aiden. Yeah. And I was like, man, they really need to do one for our boy, Sean Baichu Wrench. Yeah. And we started doing that Wrench for Legion hashtag. Lucas, it's happening happening they, oh, announced, wow. they announced a wrench in the season pass as the second story-based character oh. that will be coming out which is awesome i'm so happy for uh, sean because i was like man i want more of this character i was like and he would fit because the whole legion thing is these masks like that's the big thing with legion so i was like he's already there like just do it if yes you will get to play as wrench if you get the season pass of watch Dogs legion uh then there'll be another person who is like a superhuman somehow is another character Oh. And then the fourth person is actually an Assassin's Creed crossover. You actually get to play as an assassin. Uh, and these are all story content. So I don't know if they're going to play into the main game at all, but they are story DLC packs nice. that'll have their own little little campaign in there. But I just thought it was really cool. So I was very happy about that. Yeah, that's... Hey, you've got something to be excited for then. Exactly. Guaranteed to... Now, now I'm buying the season pass. Before I was on the fence. Now I'm like, psh, done. I mean, Damn. it's kind of... It's kind of a low bar in 2020 to to what constitutes being excited for something, but still, it's we'll true. take all the good news we can get. Yeah, that's yep. cool because I know you really wanted that. So yeah, um, that's all I got, Lucas. So uh, I think it's time for us to wrap things up here. Where can people find you? Anything else you might be up to? Oh, I'm on uh, Discord in PSVG, randomly talking to people. Heavy Metal Riff on there. Uh, Twitter at Heavy Metal underscore Riff. And I do flux deposed with my boy, Jason, and uh, we get up to some shenanigans on there. So just check out flux deposed. If you want to check that out, Google it. You forgot one other thing. Lucas, uh, also, he's shy. He doesn't want to plug it, but he has an OnlyFans page, too. Um, you can sign up for <laughs> They were supposed to know about that. I thought you wanted more money. I do. I do. Guys, just one dollar <laughs> will feed my family. And you'll get some classy nudes too. At the same time, that's true. Noodles, pictures yes. of noodles. yes, pictures of noodles. That's all. Naked noodles. Yeah. Um, yeah. I might make that my new my new tag name thing. Naked noodles. <laughs> yes. Get rid of a heavy metal riff. Heavy yeah. metal underscore riff and do naked noodles. Yeah. <laughs> um, all right. You can follow me at PSVG Kevin. Follow the site at PSVG. Uh, head over to the website, psvg.blog, to find all the great things we're doing over here at the Play Some Video Games Podcast Network. Uh, I think that's it. You can find links to the Discord and stuff. Come join us there. We have a lot of fun in the Discords, both here and Flux the Pose. Um, for different reasons, we cover different things, um, but it's a lot of fun, so I suggest you join both. Darn it. That's fluxthepose.com slash Discord. See, Jason, even I know it, for Christ's sakes. Wow. Calling him out. <laughs> I am. Well, he called me out about something. I forget what it was in this last episode. <laughs> I forget, he said something oh oh when you start when you mentioned your other show that you were doing he goes <laughs> what other show 
<laughs> oh yeah, that's right. That's yeah. right. Um, we have a uh, we have we all have a wrestling uh, type uh, rivalry with all of yes. each other. And you're just on, you play football teams. It's true. Wait, what you weren't supposed to know that either. <laughs> Thank Nothing you, everybody, for listening. <laughs> Thank you, everyone, for listening, tuning in. Hopefully, telling a friend, tell your grandma. Just do that for her. help her. Help her download the podcast to her phone. Because yep. we, we all know we have that grandma who has a smartphone that probably shouldn't. But there aren't really any other options for phones nowadays. I so, ate my grandma. Right. So just just subscribe there and have it auto download. Just help us out like that. She doesn't need to listen. Just tell us about it. Yeah, we just need more devices getting the downloads. Mm. We don't actually need people to. Well, I think they do have to press play, but you can. Do well, that. There, we have download stats and then we have listen stats. So. Mm. Yeah, I don't know. Your grandma might accidentally turn it on anyway if you download it because they'll do that too. Set the entire podcast to her as her ringtone. Yes. That's what Perfect. you do. Perfect. There you go, Bray. So thanks for tuning in. Thanks for telling a friend. But most importantly, we ask as always that you never stop making classy hat shaped pancakes. This has been a PSVG production. Any music, sound effects, or the like is owned by their respective copyright holders. No infringement is intended. The views expressed in this production are those of the individual contributor and may not necessarily reflect PSVG. This production may not be repurposed, reused, or redistributed without the express written consent of PSVG. PSVG is powered by patrons at patreon.com PSVG. Become a patron to get special perks, including access to exclusive content.